0: i gained a ton of weight which is common you know for people who first came here mm-hmm. and and then um other more serious issues started to manifest such as you have skin rash it started with like very severe acne and then it became skin rash and i was in the hospital every other week and they would only give me steroid steroid shots mm-hmm. that's the only thing stop it mm-hmm. and and then and then I started to have joint pain, you know, maybe because of the weight, maybe because of the things I was eating. I would walk, and I could hear my knees. And and then about, about maybe six a year later, I I was I felt um, a lump in my breast. That's when kind of like all the alarms start to ring.
1: Welcome back to the North Star Podcast. Today, I'm excited to share that I have Zoe Gong on the show. Zoe's a traditional Chinese medicine food therapist, which is, as she says, essentially a nutritionist. She's a chef and a registered dietitian. And she just really shares so much wisdom with us in this episode. And it really excites me. I don't think I've all shared enough about my personal enthusiasm passion interest just the way i really revere tcm and so it was such a gift to really sit down with zoe and talk to her about quite a few areas of health that tcm addresses and so yeah get excited about this episode we talk about healing from so many different angles from mental health to skin health to woman's health to metabolic health and really about the big picture, you know, why healing health is so important. And, you know, because I think sometimes this conversation kind of stops on the immediate, the obvious, we think, okay, well, I want to feel better. But it's like, what does feeling better really do for us for our souls on a deeper level, it gives us life, it gives us the opportunity to go about pursuing our dreams, living in alignment. And so this is really a conversation where we do get into the nitty gritty of health and healing. But I just want you to keep in mind the deeper why behind all of this, because of course, feeling good is in and of itself an incredible mission and incredibly valid desire. But again, it just goes even deeper than that. So we also, of course, talk about Zoe's personal story with her own health, which I think you'll find really interesting and inspiring. And just how that all segues into the inspiring work that she does today. So I'm gonna let you guys dive on into this episode. I will see you on the other side. Enjoy.
0: As a kid, I mean I grew up in Shanghai, um, in a very normal family. I grew up with my grandparents and I guess I haven't changed. I, I I know when I was a kid, I always want to be a teacher. I want to be um, a chef since I was really, really young because I just loved food. And I remember in the kindergarten, you know, our teacher had a, a secret room in the back where they get to get all the gifts. So if we have a, we answer the question really good. They would go back to the back room and grab a gift. Oh. And that's what the reason why I wanted to be a teacher. But um, because I could go get the gifts, uh, that's <laughs> what my thinking was. But yeah, I just think of it now. I you know I am a teacher and I really enjoy teaching, and and I also guess when I was young I was very shy. Um, and I was very protected by my family, and my family was very conservative. You know, and I grew up in China. The education is very, it's very difficult. Uh, you go to school, even kindergarten is like long hours since elementary school was, you know, um, about 12 hours a day that you go studying um, and you don't really get to choose what you want to study. So I guess part of me is always, I wasn't able to really express myself or do what I wanted to do. Um, so then uh, I think, think about now it took me years, maybe four or five years to be able to come out of that and become who I am now.
1: Wow. Oh my God. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's really interesting. And I have a few questions Um, for you based on all that, but maybe because I have tons of questions in terms of you and food and all of that, but before that, Mm -hmm you know that that piece that you shared about sort of being really shy which I relate to so much like growing up and then moving out of that coming into yourself and also not even just that but then also like really owning like what it is that you want to do and really coming into your own skin like how in retrospect like when you look back like what do you attribute that to how did you go about that
0: yeah it's definitely not like you know, one night I'm like enlightened, no, it's a long process. So I came here when I was I came to US when I was um 16. And I came for high school, you know, everything was different. Then I had a lot of health issues. That's kinda how I got into what I do. Um so I guess through the process of figuring out what was going on with my body, I kinda had to think also what was going on with my mental Mental health also. Um, but at that time, you know, 16, you weren't really like focused on your mental health. You just want to look prettier and and have fun. Um, so, but then I think that's all kind of that's the first step when I started to think about who I really am, why I was feeling not well. Um, so then I, you know, I try to eat better and it helps so much. You know, after I changed my diet. Um, and then my family started to incorporate Chinese medicine a little bit because of my women's health issues. And I really think what I ate started to change my brain. You know, I was able to be more creative. I felt more comfortable. I have more mental cla- uh, clarity. And that's part of it is is, is my, my diet. And secondly, just the environment here. You know, here they allow you to whatever you want you know say whatever you want in class and that was something that's really new to me and I think slowly right all from high school and then undergrad after years of this I started to be able to speak out ask questions I would before I would never ask any questions Mm. and because in Chinese schools everything has one answer even you know as a very liberal arts kind of essay even you, there's only one answer for even okay, those okay. questions you know it's, it's very different mm-hmm. um so i think the environment here definitely also helped me as well um yeah and and and, and i think i also started to do yoga i was actually yoga te- i'm yo- actually yoga teacher too okay. i don't teach but I went through the program and I started to do more exercise and all these movements and also definitely helped me become more open
1: mm. to
0: find myself and to share who I am um yeah and, and just to explore things see, see things in the city definitely helps and then all these things kind of come together after four or five years and yeah. and
1: I and I you know I feel good thank god yeah oh my (laughs) My god I love that (laughs) I love that I actually would love if you could share a bit about because I do find it very interesting I um you know and to read about like the body and how it affects like as you do yoga you practice yoga you teach or you could teach yoga if you wanted to the way that we are positioned within our own body our posture etc like how that really does impact our mind and our mental state like could you speak of it to how like your being in your body through yoga etc has helped you open up
0: yeah oh 100% you know especially when I was younger you know I I guess that's lucky I always have slightly bigger breasts than my peers, <laughs> my girl, than the girls in my school. And I always felt, you know, like very shameful about that. So I would always kind of just, you know, not standing straight, trying to like, like stand lower so people don't notice that. And and my mom actually suggested yoga to me, wanting me to kind of finally stand up straight. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try and and i tried that here in the us and i loved it and and you know and yoga you're basically if you you're talking about chinese medicine you're stretching your meridians and when you stretch meridians you are literally moving the stagnations physically you know you're not using herbs you're, you're literally moving it physically and through breathing you're also removing all those stagnations in your body and and in a lot of things, let, let's say depression or um sadness and, and a lot of mental illnesses comes from uh, stagnations in the body. And a lot of pain also comes from stagnation. So I think through physically just stretching it out, <laughs> it, it removes some of that and, and helps you to, you know, be more open. And as you said, physical, these powerful. Uh, standing positions just really impact your brain unconsciously too mm-hmm. and even when you do this if you when you like push your mouth up into a smiley face you <laughs> kind of feel like you're smiling you kind of feel a little heavier immediately you know it's really crazy how our body works uh, absolutely so yeah
1: yeah, I find it amazing how like if I've been, for example, doing work and being a little bit slouch, and then I'll sit up and I notice I can breathe so much better, you know, just because everything's in yeah. the right place. It's totally. really amazing for anxiety or anything like that, because sometimes the shallow breathing, you know, can trigger that, oh, no, what's what's wrong? And then I sit up, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm okay. exactly,
0: exactly. It's a lot of the small things that we don't notice anymore about our body that are affecting us every single day um you know that's that's how i think chinese medicine is so helpful is the first step is even if you don't have any knowledge about it you know it, you, you it really just on the base level teach you to be more aware of your body connect with it and see what is wrong and how you can make a small move to make yourself feel so much better cool.
1: yeah i'm so fascinated by chinese medicine and I just can't. I'm so happy that you're here so I'd love to before we go into it even more I'd love to hear about that other I guess that simultaneous journey of your health journey and what what was presenting and how you kind of worked your way to being as I believe it is correct a TCM food therapist right as well as a chef and yeah
0: yeah so um 16 okay I arrived in just in Pennsylvania in a boarding school Mm -hmm. I still remember my first meal it was a blueberry bagel and cream cheese and I I did not know what they were I chose them because I did not know what they were and also they didn't look like food to me you know it's like very fake kind of blue purple thing with a white thing that just didn't look natural to me so I tried it and I was like this is the best thing I've ever had I loved all the American foods, you know. I tried all those kind of brownies, red velvet cakes, all the cookies. I've not, never had these things before. So then after just three three months, I gained a ton of weight, which is common, you know, for people who first came here. Mm-hmm. And and then um other more serious issues started to manifest as to have skin rash. It started with like very severe acne and then it became skin rash. And I was in the hospital every other week and they would only give me stero- steroid shots. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing to stop it. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then I started to have joint pain, you know, maybe because of the weight, it was the things I was eating, I would walk and I could hear my knees. And, and then about about maybe six a year later, I I was I felt um a lump in my breast. That's when kind of like all the alarms start to ring, you know. Before, okay, maybe I don't look nice. It's stressful, but I think having something could potentially be really bad is very alarming, was alarming to me and my family. So I went back to China that summer during the summer break and um, did a surgery for to take the tumor out so, so we did exams and turns out it's 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 a tumor but it could be benign or or cancerous mm-hmm. so they have to take it out to do the um uh, autopsy and it turns out it, it's benign Then you know mm-hmm. um yeah. so that, that's good so they took it out but the doctor's like okay so your tumor is the 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 one that could be coming back every year it's like oh. a repetitive one okay i was like okay and then he said to avoid that maybe you should consider to not eat animal products because there's a lot of hormones and things in animal products i was like okay uh, at the same time i did an allergy test and turns out i became allergic to dairy after living the states for just three months wow. um so i was like okay so no dairy might as well be a vegan for a second so I just drastically changed my diet, no dairy at all. And the crazy thing is just after three weeks of no dairy, all the rash went away. And even all the all the acne, all my previous skin issues went away too. That's it. And you know, and, and and skin issue, I always struggle with skin issue. When I was young, I always had some kind of small skin issues or rash, but never this, this severe, but back then I always had that. So, mm-hmm. you know, cutting out dairy cured everything just really surprised me. This is the first moment that I realized how powerful food is. And I wanted, at that moment, I was like, I wanted to know why. How the hell just milk, you know, dairy can cause such a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started to choose healthier eating. But at that time, you know, I was living in boarding school as teenagers, so very basic kind of egg whites, broccoli, chicken breast kind of thing. It definitely helped me, you know, I felt much better. My skin was clear. Um, and then I was 18 and I chose to study food uh, in college. So I applied for NYU um, and I went to uh, study nutrition and public health that was good. But at the time after the surgery, my period just stopped. I, I just didn't have my period for about the next two, three years. I was just on birth control to have my period. And my family is very concerned, you know, Chinese family, Chinese people, I think in Chinese culture, they, they view a girl's menstruation very important. It's a very important thing. If you don't have it, or it's irregular, it's very concerning, Mm -hmm. and birth control is not exactly the most common thing, common route that people will choose to treat women's health issues, it might be the last thing that people think about, Mm -hmm. so my family took me to acupuncture, gave me herbs, and after three months, my period came back again with the treatments. and this is also when I'm like, okay, interesting, you Mm -hmm. know, Chinese medicine,
1: yeah,
0: and and at the same time, I was working as well in, in school um, for some companies and I was doing research as a Western company. And and I realized more, a lot of the supplements that they use actually come from Chinese medicine. Uh-huh. And this is when I was like, OK, so Chinese medicine again. And, um you know, and, and I was like, oh, at that time, the bone broth was also really popular. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember, like, back yeah. Then. yeah. Um, and I was like. Yeah. I grew up drinking this I don't understand how this is a trend like I grew up with this you know it was even better like my grandma even put herbs in it that's my uh, thought yeah. and and these signals kind of just wanted made me wanting to know about Chinese medicine more so at that moment my health was at I would say the bestest I've ever been you know I don't have the women's health issues and my tumor didn't come back. I came back once, mm-hmm. um, but after I, I you know, incorporate herbs and things, and never came back again. Um, and and I was really happy with my health. And then I kind of decided to study Chinese medicine, and and that's, you know, that's about seven years ago, six years ago. And 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 now I just do, you know, Western nutrition and, and Chinese medicine. Kind of combined kind of practice
1: combined that's so that's so cool and the the term food therapist what exactly mm-hmm. does that mean like is it actually yeah i'll just ask you what does that mean
0: yeah i think um food therapy is is a is a, um, a modality under chinese medicine mm-hmm. it's basically kind of new, kind of like nutrition but more on the culinary side so more attached to actual food let's say nutritionists, you don't have to cook you know you don't have to really you talk about nutrients sure. you know you talk about maybe you design a diet plan but food therapist is actually someone who might cook or design a recipe something somebody who's more close to to food and help you build a relation better relationship with food use food but, as medicine
1: yeah and that's so beautiful and so needed and i think Particularly in North America, where the relationship with food—I mean, I—I'm sure it can be crazy anywhere, but I get the impression that in North America, it's a little bit more wonky, let's say, than in other parts of the world. Oh, sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Well, in Shanghai, is what was it like for you growing up with food, like in your family? Like, what role did it play, let's say?
0: Yeah. You know, my family we love um in, when I was young, always, most of, of our meals were home cooked. Um, mm-hmm. we go out not too often, so we always have a round table and our family definitely gather to eat together at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And during the even during the weekdays I would eat with my either my grandparents or my parents. It's it's very simple food you know rice a lot of vegetables and protein barely any dairy actually there's barely any dairy in our cuisine Um, food is important because my family is as I said just loves eating when we travel we make sure we want to eat good and we go above and beyond try to cook better things and 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 yeah, but nothing like oh, we want to be crazy. We want to be really healthy, or mm-hmm. they never really told me anything about healthy eating other than eating eat more vegetables and,
1: mm-hmm. and things like
0: that. So
1: yeah, yeah, that's why I do find it so funny slash interesting how in places in the world where they're not obsessed with health, you think Europe, yeah. you think Shanghai, you know. Yeah there is actually greater health.
0: Exactly. Totally. I totally agree with you. You know, here you talk about, literally in the U S you talk about nutrition the most Mm -hmm. and there are the most wellness companies and things like that. However, we still have, I think one of the worst, I don't know, climate, I guess for healthy eating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you think that that comes down to, the ingredients is it the education is it the relationship with food which is kind of it's like I'm like sticky I don't know it's like not the best like what do you what do you what do you attribute that to? oh unfortunately it, it just comes down to one thing
0: that's called capsulism <laughs> well, <laughs> my on. yeah because you know right now it's out of our control out of most people's control it's our food here is not ideal in the agriculture level we have such mono agriculture very industrialized sour so food is already lacking nutrients at that level and on our policy level we don't get enough education nutrition education and the policies sometimes are not necessarily favoring public health but they're favoring the food companies to to make money. And because of all these healthy or wellness or diet companies, also wanting to make money on top of that. Mm-hmm. So there is also a ton of information floating out there to to make people feel confused and nervous around eating healthy or their own health it seems like such a complicated and hard to understand and stressful overwhelming thing. and all these contributes to bad relationship with, with food. Um, and uh, it's so easy to have a bad diet here. Mm-hmm. so easy I guess in, in New York and in, in many places in the US you know and it's um, hard to to solve that now
1: yeah. Due to the uh, easy takeout, I mean, especially mm-hmm. in New York. I mean, God, probably any, no, for sure, any time of day, there's your, it's available. That's
0: the thing. You know, when I was in Paris, most restaurants opening open during the eating hours, mm. you know, not like anywhere at any time. And and in China, I think other cities have been, I think even though in, in Shanghai, we have very like late night foods and stuff like like that but i think just overall Mm -hmm. the cuisine is healthier you know there's a variety of veggies uh, proteins and less processed than what we have here Mm -hmm. um yeah that's why you know i just met a lady three days ago we're at a dinner and she arrived from France two months ago and she's like oh my gosh I'm eating the same thing but I'm gaining so much weight uh-huh. <laughs> so that sounds so familiar uh-huh. I hear so many of those you know
1: same complaints yeah um, and so for that, this yeah that's what I was gonna ask is it due to the ingredients that are utilized like the same quote-unquote same but not the same ingredients yeah
0: it's it's first of all it's the, the agricultural level right the ingredient itself that's why people are allergic to weeds allergic to peanuts so often here because how it's because how these things are grown here and and, and secondly it's the is the processing there's too much processing and too much processing sometimes comes from too much food safety regulations and they need to have so much food safety regulation is because a lot of the agriculture is unnatural. You know, when when it's kind of like um let's say there is a lot of like uh contamination on like lettuce, mm-hmm. um which it shouldn't be, but it's because of how lettuce are harvested now, how they're processed in facilities that could have cross-contamination with with um, animal feces and things like that. You know, it's, it's unnatural that it's like that. If you just get it from a farm as it should be, this kind of contamination will never happen. Hmm. Um, you know because of these things and and even just let's say uh, a cheese or even soy sauce just the basic yeah. things right they are supposed to be aged or fermented or in a more natural environment but here they might make it faster they'll use caramel color for the soy sauce yeah. or cheese they might do something else to produce uh, a fake cheese uh that's that's the issue mm-hmm. and and because so many things also needs to be pasteurized because of the regulation and it kills a lot of the good things that help our body to digest this food mm. you know mm-hmm. um for example even just fruit juice, just an example of the orange juice, mm-hmm. really packed with vitamin C and you get it fresh. A lot of countries get it fresh on the streets or, or wherever. And, and here we, we love to buy bottled ones, right? And all these bottled ones go through a high temperature pasteurization that kills a lot of the good vitamins, uh, heat sensitive vitamin in it. And then we're getting less nutrients but the same calorie,
1: you see, mm-hmm.
0: I really think a lack of nutrients, lack of the live enzymes, um, really give our body, um, a disadvantage to digest these foods efficiently, to function efficiently mm-hmm. and to gain
1: weight is more easy. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm curious, like if you believe this, like, is, because I'm wondering, like when I hear that, I'm wondering if we're, if there isn't that assimilation, let's say of nutrients or the nutrients just aren't there or whatever it is, then I'm wondering, is there something in the brain also that's happening or not happening actually rather? And basically it's like, I'm not actually getting this. So therefore give me more. And so the quantity goes oh, up. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? For, for sure. A hundred percent. You know, when our body deficient in nutrients, we definitely start to crave all kinds of different things. And, and and that also contributes to the overeating and the portion size is already crazy over here. Yeah.
1: And, and and
0: the other thing is on top of that, you know the book, uh what's it called? Um uh sugar, salt and fat or yeah. something like that. Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it talks about how the food companies really design the food in to have this perfect ratio of fat and salt and to just get your brain like hooked on it. Yeah. Which you want to
1: it's so yeah, apparent, I know. right? I, when you have that kind of
0: yeah. and, and and when I see my patients and a lot of them come to me with with kind of issues or cravings, or and if I and, and I give them just one basic advice is try to have 25 mm-hmm. kinds of fruits and vegetables a week mm-hmm. and see how you feel mm-hmm. um, and, and the 25 the number doesn't come from random I mm-hmm. just read the you know the dietary guidelines every country have them yeah and in China it's the basic guideline for a basic healthy adults it's 22 25 different kinds of fruits and vegetables um wow. so yeah just do that and and, and after a while, they'd be like, oh, actually, I think I, you know, I don't crave a lot of things anymore. I feel great. It's like my, the first step people start to realize you feel better. Like you know, yeah. people tell me look better, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're exactly right about how undernutrition can trigger cravings and, and other issues.
1: Yeah, that is, that is, it seems like, um, because I'm I'm Canadian so I grew up very much in the same that same kind of culture and I'm just thinking I don't even know now I mean maybe but 25 still kind of seems like a lot to me like do you ever get pushback from people or or just a kind of a oh god I don't know how to do that or like what do you say to that response yeah
0: we'll start from 10 okay start from slow yeah
1: and it's not really
0: hard when you start to do it you know um so you the first step is actually grocery shop once you have these things in your fridge you kind of have to use it if you cook right and you just do a whole pot thing it's easy just do a whole pot thing doesn't have to be like right Decorating or yeah. dining at home <laughs> make it really easy. Another thing is when you order, also just pay more attention. So today, okay, I order something with the broccoli as a side. Tomorrow, I'm going to choose something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be mindful when you have that in mind. People do find it. Oh, it's actually much easier than I thought it would be. And even let's say one fruit a day, a snack is already seven different kinds of fruits a day. Yeah, okay. okay. i one, a little blueberry, an apple, a pear. Pear. That's already seven, right? Yeah. And it's actually not that hard, when mm. once you start to 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 try it. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it, I mean the way you are speaking to that, it also sounds a lot more fun. Because I think what would be my issue, and I can imagine a lot of other people's issue, is it's not a real issue. It's just that you get into a sort of a uh, rut, wherein you're getting the same stuff all the time. So you go, you go to, you know exactly, you kind of like go on autopilot mode. You go to the store, okay, I turn left here, I turn right here, I grab this, I grab that, and then I go. And it's the same step, like, you know, all the time. Uh,
0: the habit, right? Yeah. So, you yeah. know, we, for food therapy to work, I would need, we need to break our habits. And you need us because phantom food, people don't take food seriously enough. You know, if it's a drug, okay, I'm going to take it. 12 o'clock two, we would do it. But you need to make the same effort for food as well. You need to think of it as a preventative medicine and as actual medicine that can make you feel better. So you need to put some effort into it. And and that's why I think a lot of the nutrition research is hard to do, nutrition intervention is difficult because 80% of it rely on the patient's it's not like acupuncture. It's not like anything. You come to a clinic, I control you fully when you're here. But yeah. I, I, I can't I cannot live with you. So it's all about, you know, depends on um the patient or so I try to give really doable suggestions and simple things that people can just remember without having to carry a little notebook with them um yeah it really it's a hard for nutrition intervention
1: yeah to work yeah but that's a that is a great tip of you know start smaller which is you know it is another thing that um is is probably quite north american is that we like the okay she said 25 i'm gonna go 25 and i'm not gonna and then it's like this like super high sort of expectation and then it's sort of you go so hard and then you just kind of fall off and then it's all or nothing and there's very much that mentality totally you know and, and and food therapy is it's good
0: because it's enjoyable but you need to make it long-lasting it needs to be a lifestyle It should make a lifestyle it'll benefit you in so many ways mm-hmm. you know then then I think of uh, take a pill or a uh, short kind of fasting or shorter kind of um, detox program I think a lifestyle is something that will just bring your wellness to another level and a lot of us don't know that we could feel healthier Mm -hmm. you know you should realize that you could actually potentially feel even better imagine that
1: yeah because we normalize especially if something's been chronic chronic bloating chronic acne chronic I mean whatever the heck it is that people are dealing with you yeah. just I mean probably not the acne that one's a hard one to to get used to I, I think everyone they yeah. want to get rid of that but but things like digestion yeah. I think are pretty easy to normalize yeah and and we forget
0: um a lot of we just lost the connection with our body sometimes mm-hmm. I, I think and yeah and don't do that you know and and you just believe that you could feel better you could have no barely any issues and and another thing is that more than physical is is that the mental clarity that mm-hmm. you can get you know you are less likely to get anxious mm-hmm. you're stressed less it's so crazy i how i'm so much less stressed than before and because of the gut and and brain connection you know what you're eating how your gut is feeling really helps you balance your mood hugely and and that's why you can you know how some of you're nervous you feel like you need to go to the bathroom you're like oh my god I have a bellyache yeah yeah that's how it's connected okay (laughs) like uh, so then if uh, the other way around, if your belly is happy or your brain is, is is happier too, it's more stable. And, and then I really think it changes your vibe also, your energy. That's something that is actually super important because if you have a different vibe, you're attracting different things, you're getting more opportunities, um, People like you more. And it's just a really nice cycle that you're going into if you start to take care of your your diet.
1: Yeah. And I love that you said that because it is so much more than just the physical, the body. I mean, the it is, it is that whole, it's it's everything really. It's also interconnected and it does make such a big difference to our entire lives. If you want to zoom out as you did, just did like. It really is so profound how if your energetic state is changed, then your whole life will change really as a result. Yeah. 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 So I'm curious, like, what are some of the most common things? Maybe you've already said them, but I would love to know like some of the most common things that people do come to you with in terms of like issues and I don't know if I know everyone's so different so I'm not sure if that is even possible for you to give advice based on that but just whatever comes up for you yeah sure I do definitely get a
0: lot of skin issues clients with skin issues I guess people care we all care about how we look oh, yeah.
1: yeah
0: no and that's so prominent um, but there's so many kinds of skin issues let's say if it's more just acne Yes, it's a big issue. So for acne, there are many different kinds of reasons. A lot of acne, if it comes and goes, especially if it's women related to your menstruation, then it's probably hormonal. And for hormonal acne, you, I, I recommend several herbs. That's good to balance hormones. So Angelica root is fantastic for that. The top one that I would choose and white peony root is also fantastic, um and 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 just for relieve some liver stagnation and calming and also for skin rose actually really good rose buds, um so I would recommend these things and and just on diet or just you know just basic diet if you're not using herbs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all the skin is governed by our lung. Um, so if you smoke or if you do any smoking, do a little less and you want foods that can hydrate the lung to remove stagnation or the lung meridian. So something hydrating, such as pear and hydrating fruits and veggies. Pear, napa cabbage, slightly cooling things, even a uh, yogurt, if you can drink dairy. Um, fermented foods is fantastic too because our our intestines, our lungs are are actually connected in Chinese medicine, it belongs to the same element. And modern uh, research has shown if our gut health also manifests in skin so much as well. So definitely pay attention to what you eat. And for acne that are not hormonal, that are more like little red dots, not like the big ones, it could be one thing that in your diet that's causing it, just like my acne mm-hmm. that I didn't figure out forever. So a lot of people do have sensitivity to dairy. They're not allergic like crazy, but it could cause acne. It could be the only reason. So try to eliminate, eliminate dairy and see if it gets better. Eliminate the common... Um. Uh, allergens one by one every every one you should do it for three weeks I know it might be a long process but it's worth it mm-hmm. Um, and, and see if it gets better and and in general again it's the cooling uh, gen- and very hydrating foods that you should um, be having
1: that is so interesting I mean this is why TCM is like so freaking fascinating to me because it's like who would have thought like the connection with the lung and it's getting I mean, unless you're in the field, in which case you're like, yeah, I know, you know, but like yeah. people wouldn't guess that that's, and it's so, it feels like such to maybe the Western world, it feels like such new news, you know, mm-hmm. because we get this circulated stuff all the time and it's just doesn't work and blah, blah, blah. And this is like right to the root. It feels like.
0: No, hundred percent. And a lot of times, you know, you think about the climate. It's also a, another thing about TCM is sometimes I give crazy advice. I once <laughs> told a patient she should leave this country and she did it. Her skin got amazing. And oh. sometimes it's really the environment, you know, your body is not loving where you're living. I understand your whole life is here, but if you feel like shit over here, you might as well. Just leave for a sec and see how you feel. So for her, for her um, what's it called? For her uh, advice or her like consultation summary. I I wrote passport. I said I I prescribed her passport.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and 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 it was working. Let me tell you.
1: That's so amazing. sometimes.
0: you, yeah, you need to see where you are. If your skin is chronic and you do feel like when you travel, it gets better, like your entire being feel more alive, you know, maybe try to change that or at least in your home, you know, maybe you need a dehumidifier or add a humidifier um, and that can change things hugely because that is also where you're breathing in that affects the lung. Your skin is breathing that also. um, Yeah, so that's something that should you should definitely take. take consideration
1: yeah Mm. that's so interesting and so skin you mentioned the client who came in with the weight issues and i'm sure that's requested a lot like excess weight people want to yeah weight totally
0: um and i think right now the the conversation around weight is, is very sensitive, you know, with all the yeah. body positivity. It's almost, I feel like my clients feel guilty to come to me about weight. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's right. You shouldn't be conscious. If you want to look skinnier and healthy, skinny, fine, yeah. no problem. We'll yeah. help you, you know. And I don't yeah. think the positive movements should be adding pressure on on people about what kind of body shape that it wants if you want to lose weight perfect chinese medicine Mm -hmm. and diet helps hugely to for for weight management there's so many things that you can do effectively in a healthy way to 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 lose a little bit weight i don't see any problems in that so that's just something that i want to mention because i i do you know, feel yeah. the trend, you know, patient will come in, like the, the way is obviously their main concern whether we talk about other things. And <laughs> um, <they> will, yeah <laughs> if I can some way that would be great. So it's like yeah, no problem. You know no problem. It's not yeah. that something bad. And, totally. and and also in Chinese medicine you're if you feel lighter, it's good. It's it's easier to move your body and it makes it makes
1: if it makes you happier it's a good thing Mm -hmm. yeah because again everything's so interconnected and if you're not feeling like in your true body in a way because you're feeling off with that then as you said great like and and I don't and I think that that shame piece connected to it is only gonna make things worse right like it's only Mm -hmm. gonna can prevent seeking help and etc but so I know again like it's like it's very hard for me to ask you for but you were great actually giving a ton of good advice Mm -hmm. for the skin stuff but is there common things or are there common things that you do tell people in terms of like excess weight and
0: yeah so I guess weight is mostly you know 95 percent of the time related to to diet not any unless you have some kind of chronic disease and it's caused by edema Mm -hmm. or caused by a certain drug that you have to take Um, if that's not the case it's because of the diet then it it needs to be kind of really see what's actually wrong with the diet um a lot of times we don't remember what we're eating we don't pay attention Oh, we think this is healthy but it is not let's say if you think you know almond butter is healthy but you're eating a jar a day That's <laughs> yes. the problem you know yes. so just honestly the first step is the basics is to really understand um, calorie <laughs> unfortunately you don't have to count it but just have a general idea of what is how much calorie is in what and know that you know if you eat more vegetables it's always a good way to go and less processed things. Try not to have if you can not have any processed things because they hide so much calorie in them and the label um tells you a really tiny serving size that you're we're never gonna stop at one serving mm. most for mm. anything okay like a chip bag like of chip like 10 chip per serving like I was just thinking who stops, at <laughs> who stops at 10 chips i don't even stop at 10 chips no. you know and and yeah, and we we'll talk about like nuts they're healthy but if you eat like 20 that could already be like 300 calories right there know, mm. these small things and how do you switch out some of your favorite comfort foods into something a little healthier, but that can cut the calorie maybe in half. Those changes that you make and a little bit more movement and again, getting the, all the nutrients. Mm-hmm. Then your craving is less, your body functions better. When your body functions better, which means your metabolism is working properly, then, then you're able to not gain or not store the excess weight. And on your body. A lot of the um, weight issues is because of some kind of m- metabolic issues um, caused by some long-term thing that's going on. Um, so if we can get your metabolism to a good level, then it's good. Also, you're looking to your blood sugar. That's something I want to mention for many different kinds of things. Fertility also, um, for just um, um, fatigue, also look into your blood sugar. If it, um, try to make it maintain it stable, right? Mm-hmm. Try not to have only carbohydrates alone. Always try to have protein, carb and oil and fats kind of together to maintain a good level of blood sugar. Don't go too hungry. Don't go too full. When your blood sugar is like... Mm-hmm. this is when your body gets confused this is the way you feel extremely tired after eating this is when maybe you will have fertility issues because your body like i can't even balance my blood sugar i'm not gonna have a baby right now um, and 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 I think it's also also weight issues too because your body is a little confused with what you're eating what your diet situation is and it kind of lost you will lose your intuitive eating your ability to intu- intuitively stop eating and and things like that. So wow. weight is very basic, almost Western nutrition, but it works really well. And with, with TCM, part that comes to weight management is, <laughs> is building the relationship with, with food. Tell my clients that you don't really need to give up a ton of things if you need to lose weight it's all just about substitutions it's about balancing things out and i give them an herbal tea that could help them to get rid of the food um excess food and in, in mm. uh, let's say to help with them with indigestion
1: yeah.
0: and that bloating and, and when you feel lighter we're more motivated to pay more attention to our diet.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Then I know this is more Ayurvedic. However, when you mentioned the herbs, um, one that was so helpful for me was triphala mm-hmm. for digestion. And I'm just curious, like what it is that you, I mean, is there a typical one that you go to for people in terms of that, like herbal tea to help them clean out? Um, yeah, so there
0: is um hawthorn berries, lotus leaf is fantastic for that, and um, and we call it uh, roasted wheat sprouts, it's an Mm -hmm. herb as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it's something some people really also suffer from constipation, need more bowel movement, I scrub, I prescribe them a patent medicine called. It's made with uh, hemp, hemp seeds, actually.
1: Oh, interesting. It's pretty moist
0: in intestine. It's, It doesn't have senna or any crazy things like that, but it has some da huang Chinese rhubarb and things that really help them detox and get things out a little bit in a more mild mm. way. And it comes into a really nice um wax pill. It looks like almost like a kung fu movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a ball. It's a wax ball. You open the Whoa. ball. Yeah. This, inside and eat through a little bit take it with
1: water oh, cool oh I love that it's so beautiful I also just love hearing you speak because you're I mean obviously it's your native tongue but it's so beautiful to hear you speak like the words I just find like the whole language so beautiful god yeah, is
0: so beautiful I mean it's it's so poetic and on so many levels and and even actually the, a lot of Chinese medicine terms is in our regular daily language. That's oh, um, yeah. so why it's easier, you know, if you're Chinese, it will be a little easier for you to learn Chinese medicine because you automatically just understand what, yeah. is, what is going on.
1: Yeah, um, it's funny because I just had a chat with someone who's, uh, where is she from? She's from Hong Kong. And she was telling me, also we were talking about words and all of this. And I was like, Some of the translations she was giving me, I was like, wow, the words, they almost seem like mythical or something like there was I could almost like feel the culture, like the the broadness or the richness, let's say, of the culture, just in the words that she was translating to me. And I was like, it's so uh, magical, really, to me, really, that whole I mean, your whole culture and the words. (laughs) Yes, even the
0: name of these herbs, they have their stories. It's just so beautiful. And unfortunately not even it's hard to translate you know the the essence like the deep meanings yeah um, into the language spirit yeah
1: yeah I I feel like just called I don't know to ask you like just in terms of like the satisfaction for you and the work that you do and the purpose and the why and all of that like what does you like being in your like doing your work and like how does it how does it feel to you like how does it because it seems so much so like exactly what you're meant to do and I would just I think it's really expensive to actually just hear you speak about like being on your path and like how that's like changed your or just enhance your life yeah
0: I mean I I feel very lucky to be to just be doing what I love from the start, right? A lot of people find natural healing or Chinese medicine or Ayurveda, whatever that is, as a second career. So I'm really lucky that um, I'm really young and I've already been doing this for five years and learning, I'm still learning so much and I have the opportunity to learn so much. Yeah, so I feel extremely lucky and, and I'm grateful for 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 this medicine too because it, it helps me personally daily. Still, you know, I'm still drinking my herbal teas. I know how to deal with the issues that I have. I I have issues definitely, and but I know what I can do easily, right? To maybe not completely eliminate, but at least help hmm. help the my my problems when something let's say urgent or whatever thing, if I feel terrible, I know how to make it better, at least for now. And I think that's so, so valuable. And, and I love, you know, talking to patients and do education. I love teaching students. And, um, and they gladly they I think they like my class. And, and because I think that I, this is when I can, you can really uh, spread the knowledge just by teaching. You teach one class, they teach 10 classes on their own. That's like wow. amazing.
1: Yeah. Where so do you I, teach? Is it online or through a school or where do you do that?
0: Yeah, so I do teach um, uh, Chinese Medicine College in Canada. Cool. Um, and I also teach my, you know, small classes here and there, workshops pretty much maybe weekly. And I um, plan to, because I'm doing, I'm finishing my master's right now. I'm, I plan to get my PhD oh. and I do want to teach in just regular colleges. Wow. Elective on Eastern nutrition or
1: even just. That's so cool. I mean, I it makes me want to get back to school and take that because that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's
0: gonna be so great, and it needs to be taught. Nobody's teaching that in regular universities, and Mm -hmm. it's so needed. And that's why you know Chinese cuisine or Chinese medicine or all these kind of things are so misunderstood and not known because you know in our higher education institutes nobody's teaching that very much. Even at NYU, okay, 35% of our students are Asians. Didn't know that, I didn't know that. 35. I didn't know that, that's amazing. I know, that's really 30. cool, yeah. Good, but now we you know, and we're not even offering that much. Um,
1: that's why you're there. <laughs> you're there to notice that and to change that, because that will be yeah. pretty profound. I mean, I can imagine the enrollment would be great if there's already the percentage of Chinese students Is it Asian or Chinese that you said? The 35 Asian. Okay. You know, still. And then there's obviously going to be the Westerners who are like myself who are already so interested because we've heard about it, but in pieces and to have like a robust or fairly robust education. Huge. Yeah.
0: No, I also feel grateful, you know, like people who are not from my culture still interested in it. And it makes me feel great like and and we do have so much to share so it's so lovely to know that people are interested and they're listening and and yeah so
1: yeah yeah oh my gosh okay and so you are or you are not taking on new clients like what does that part of your work look like or yeah so I spent um,
0: a lot of my time on, so I, I opened, I helped opening a club in, in Bushwick called the Red Pavilion cool. and I'm, so that chapter kind of started, it's pretty much finished. I've realized I want to focus more still on my Chinese medicine work, I want something more Zen mm-hmm. and slow. And I've hosted so many big events, but right now I think my focus is actually on more intimate, smaller scale thing where I can actually build connections with my guests and help them build connections with each other and have a really substantial conversation. Um, so I do host um, dinners, workshops in my, in my studio. Um, I'm hoping every week or bi-weekly. And I take clients um, for nutrition or health consultation. Um, and, and I realized I, I slowly want to be able to almost work fully remotely, if possible, in the next five years. Because I went on a RV trip in mm-hmm. um, Cali. Oh gosh, that was so great. I loved living in a van, being mobile and stop wherever I want. I will, will walk up on the beach, mm-hmm. sleep in the mountains. I just loved this. So hopefully I can just be wherever I want, travel and but still be able to share my knowledge through those online. Oh
1: yeah. Online. I totally yeah. see that for you. I mean, as evidenced in this past hour, you have, you, you're just such a wealth of knowledge. I mean, we could have kept going because I mean yeah you yeah. just have a lot in, in, in here so thank you yeah, thank yeah. you so much Zoe um last last thing can you just share your um I guess maybe your Instagram is the best place is that more of your hub for people to kind of go from there
0: uh, yeah my Instagram is Zoe Xinyi Gong. Xinyi is actually my real name Zoe is just a fake name, <laughs> I don't know why all the Chinese people should have to choose an English name when we come here, but it's Z-O-E-Y-X-I-N-Y-I-G-O-N-G, and if you click the link in bio, you'll be able to see my website, we'll have free um, recipes, and and there are blogs, and there is a um, link to
1: book and consultation, and things like that, so amazing thank you so much you truly are such a wealth of knowledge but more than that you're such like a beautiful presence and it was so nice to actually just get to have this time with you
0: I had such a great time
1: so much for joining us on the north star podcast i am so grateful for your time and your presence if you want to chime in on the conversation you can send me a dm at mac on instagram i mean it when i say that i'm really always happy to hear from you be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, carry out our calling, and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. Thank you again for joining us and I'll see you next time.